bring me shelter. I will not harm you. Bring me shelter, please. Bring me shelter. I will not harm you. I would shelter you. People would do anything for their families. It could happen to anyone anytime. Somebody in France, somebody in England basically sat down with a ruler and just drew lines on maps. There are many different ethnic and religious groups that have been divided across borders, and this has caused a significant amount of conflict. There are a lot of people who need safety. It is really cruel for a country like Australia to have policies that are focused only on pushing people away. What we're seeing is a number of people that remain in a state of limbo. And when non-sustainable land use combines with climate change, the crisis of refugees... I wasn't able to go and play with children. I had to go and really be an adult from a very young age. I think that's something that a lot of migrant children can relate to. Really, it was a dream for me to reunite with my family. I was just praying and hoping that that day will come one day. I think it's very important for people to understand that people have their own dreams as well and they're wanting to change the world with everybody else. Refugee Radio, 855 AM, 3CR. Good morning and welcome to Refugee Radio. It's Sunday, the 1st of September. I'm your host, Amanda. It's 10 a.m. and I'll be with you for the next half hour. This morning on the show, we'll be talking about the case of Priya and Nades. Uh, I'll be speaking with Umesh from the Tamil Refugee Council and we'll also be hearing part of a statement uh, originally given outside the uh, the Federal Circuit Court by Aaron Mile Varganam, also a member of the Tamil Refugee Council. Uh, he gave the statement on Friday. This was just after the family had been forcibly removed from Melbourne and taken to Darwin. Red alert. Numbers are needed at the Japurung Heritage Protection Embassy camps immediately. Sacred birthing trees on Japurung country need protecting. Over 50 generations have been born on these sites and the birthing trees themselves are 800 years old. These trees are being protected from the Victorian Labor Party's planned highway extension that is set to destroy this sacred dreaming landscape. The cops are coming with eviction orders very soon. The campaign to protect country is led by Japurung traditional owners who are calling on people from all walks of life for support. You can help by joining traditional owners at the camp on Japurung country near Ararat or by donating and putting pressure on Daniel Andrews to protect this sacred land. Visit dwembassy.com for more information and updates. No trees, no treaty. Sri Lanka. 
Sri Lanka is a very dangerous place uh, for Tamils. Where Puriyanadesa and the two children come from, uh, there is a military occupation in the northern east of Sri Lanka. For every five Tamils, there is an army member present. Sri Lankan government uh, continues to disappear Tamils. They continue to, continue to arrest Tamil under the Prevention of Terrorism Act. Um, even last year, the United Nations came out and said uh, Sri Lanka continues to use torture and the, the main victims are the, the members of the Tamil community. This is not the time for the, the Australian government to deport Tamils back to Sri Lanka. Just last week, uh, the, the, the well-known uh, war criminal, Shavendra Silva, was promoted uh, to, the, uh, to the, the head of the Sri Lankan army by the, the Sri Sena regime. The, the government is not interested in reconciliation. The government is not interested about the lives of Tamil people. Australian government should have a moratorium on Tamil deportations. And if this deportation goes ahead, there are over 6,000 Tamils on bridging visas in the community. It'll be a devastating blow to their chances of staying uh, in this country. Uh, for every uh, 10 applications, IAA is rejecting nine uh, Tamil cases. Uh, the country report uh, provided by Department of Foreign Affairs and Trade um, is, uh, is written against uh, the Tamil people. It doesn't reflect the current situation in Sri Lanka. Uh, just three weeks ago, there was a Tamil man, uh, Tamil refugee in Sydney, uh, took his life by suicide. Uh, there are many other people in vulnerable situation. Uh, and we, we just hope Australian uh, government will uh, intervene and, uh, and, and not go ahead with the deportation of this family. What proof has there been to prove that they are Tamils? Peter Dutton keeps saying that they don't have any rights. Uh, it, what's the, the proof of the Tamil link? Has that been established? Uh, sorry, I don't understand the question. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess the, um, the, the government saying they don't have any right to protection, is that because they haven't been able to establish a link that they are uh, linked to the Tamil? Um, yeah. Yeah, so, um, so the, the, the system uh, uh, that is designed to process Tamil uh, or all asylum applications, once the, you know, once the immigration uh, refuses a protection uh, visa for you, it is very hard to, uh, to you know, turn the decision um, uh, in your favour at the, at the courts because the courts only look at judicial uh, errors. Uh, it doesn't look at you know, whether uh, the, the country report is uh, uh, reflecting the, the, the current situation in Sri Lanka. Um, it doesn't take into account any new claims. It doesn't look into any uh, recent developments. Um, and therefore, you know, the system is working against uh, the, the refugees. But do they have... That was Aaron Myovaganem from the Tamil Refugee Council speaking at a press conference outside the Federal Circuit Court on Friday morning. This was the morning after Priya Nardes and their two little girls, aged four and two, were put onto uh, a plane forcibly uh, after being forcibly removed from Mitre Detention Centre and uh, where they had um, arrived in, in Darwin. This was before um, they were then um, further moved to Christmas Island. 
Um, I'm joined this morning uh, by Umesh from the Tamil Refugee Council and we'll be discussing Priya and Nardez's case. Uh, thanks for joining me, Umesh. Thanks for the uh, opportunity to, uh, to speak on this matter. So I guess uh, going, going back a bit, we can um, maybe give our listeners a, a bit of an overview about, about their story and how, how we got to this point where we are now. Um, I suppose, first and foremost, why did they flee Sri Lanka in the first place? So the, the biggest event that led to this, this huge number of Tamils um, fleeing the country and also um, many came via India, um, where there had been refugees, uh, and that was where Priya had come from, was the the breakdown of the peace process, um, which the government abandoned uh, unilaterally in 2008, and then there was a very uh, horrific uh, uh, military uh, attack on the Tamil areas, um, which which had, had run a, effectively a de facto government for um, several uh, decades, um, and so it was basically the collapse of that government, uh, the massacres uh, that happened, uh, and then also after the after immediately after two thousand nine, the government imprisoned the entire population that that had remained in that conflict area, some three hundred thousand people, for a minimum of six months, where they were subjected to various uh, abuses. So. Um, that that was the context in which all the Tamils, you know, this big outflow of Tamils started to happen uh, to Australia. And, and Nades came, uh, I think he arrived in 2012, Priya arrived in 2013, um, both as asylum seekers by boat, um, and they claimed asylum here, and they met here, uh, and they started a family here. And um, I I know Priya's uh, story uh, in particular was particularly horrific and um, uh, just a bit of a warning for, for some of our, our listeners, the, 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 fo- the following uh, rest of the interview might, might be a little bit distressing. Um, I know that she uh, was forced to watch her then fiancé and uh, I think four other Tamil men burned is this this is the case? Yes. Yes. Um, she yeah the 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 government or the department didn't dispute uh, uh, that I believe accepted accepted that um, um, there was abuse of other family members, her mother, etc. Um, accepted that um, uh, she had. Uh, Suffered shrapnel wounds um, from bomb, bomb, being bombed by Sri Lankan army uh, attack, etc. And you know, as a result of these things, uh, she fled. Uh, I believe in two thousand and one, and hasn't been back to the country since. And um, so we know that that after they they arrived, they eventually made their way to um, a small, quite close knit community in um, rural Queensland called Billawilla. Um, the there have been various, um, I guess, groups and organisations campaigning for Priya Inades and the girls and. Um, one of them has been the Tamil Refugee Council. One of them has been um, the the community of, of Biloela. What do they contribute to that community? 
Yeah, so Nades, um, they settled in Biloela, um, married in 2014, uh, and their first daughter was born two years later. Um, Nades worked at the, the local meatworks, uh, and he also volunteered at um, St. Vincent's de Paul. Uh, uh, Nades had helped his neighbours with um, their renovations and prayer, and the children were active in the community in daycare groups. And Priya regularly made uh, food for staff at the at the local uh, hospital, uh, so they were well uh, liked and uh, part of this community in Biloela. Um, yeah. And um, the circumstances of them being moved out of that community and into a detention centre was also quite horrific. Do you have any details of of that? So as I understand. As I understand it, essentially, um, Priya had her first uh, claim for protection um, heard. That was only last year. Um, uh, uh, <clears throat> and, and because she, she uh, came after a particular date, she was subject to the IAA, this fast-track process. Anyway, uh, y- y- when you're going through the refugee process, you have bridging visas, and each time... Uh, each stage you need to apply for a new bridging visa. And I know a lot of refugees, they'll, they'll apply for the bridging visa as they're going through the next stage, and often it won't come through by the time the previous bridging visa expires. So Priya had been, had been in uh, contact with the department, uh, she says, and her bridging visa was due to expire on the 4th of March, um, and you know she still had the appeal option left, the review option. Um, but despite that, the very next day, on the fifth of March, uh, in early hours of the morning, uh, there was a raid, uh, which which bundled them into vans and and brought them all the way from rural Biloela, uh to Melbourne uh, immigration de- uh, detention. And how long have they been held in Mita, or how yep. long were they held in yep. Mita? So, uh, 18, 18 months, which which has been particularly uh, detrimental to the to the young children. Yeah, yeah. There's um there's been uh, a little bit of media attention around um both children actually. Uh, one child's uh, having serious dental issues due to lack of nutrition, sunlight, um, all of the things that children need to be healthy, which uh, is not available in a detention centre setting. There's really no way to make a detention centre setting healthy. Mm-hmm. And I also believe that um, the the older child suffered an injury um, from a, a falling whiteboard, I believe, and she was she had to... Um, uh, Priya, their their mother had to really fight mm. for her to be able to receive adequate medical yeah. attention. So I believe she she got concussed uh, from this falling whiteboard. I can't I can't remember exactly whether it was the younger or, or older daughter, but it's been a constant struggle uh, to get adequate medical uh, attention uh, without this kind of fight. Uh, and they've got you know they've got people now support, supporting them and fighting for them. So I imagine uh, how di- how difficult it would be for the, for you know other other people in detention. Um, and as well as as well as the the specific um, uh, 
uh, health and mental health issues of um, Priya and Nadez and, and, and the girls whilst in detention, MITRE over the last you know few months has seen some horrific uh, um, acts of self-harm, acts of harm, um, some some people seriously deteriorating who were detained in that detention mm. centre um, as manifestations of the fact that, as we said just now, you, mm. you can't make these places adequate and safe for yeah. people. It's not possible to have detention centres that look after the health of people. Yeah. And, and Priya and Nadez and the children have been exposed mm. to all of that as mm. well. Yeah, it's, it's difficult to... Um, not see all these policies in the context of uh, de- deliberately imp- imposing these conditions as a way to discourage asylum seekers coming to Australia um, by boat. I mean, it was quite ex- it, you know it was quite explicit when they enacted various policies that was that was their aim. For example, the temporary protection visas were designed to say if you come here by boat, you're not going to be able to. Um, Re, re, uh, reunite with your family and you know you know, pe- people have been separated from their children for 10 years etc yeah yeah I think um, there's there's been a, a lot of attention put on Priya and Nada's and children's case quite rightly but as you say they are certainly not the only ones. They're not even the only Tamils. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron mentioned in his uh, in his press conference, on Friday, that there were uh, roughly six thousand, mm-hmm. who um, uh, I guess, which brings us to our next point, um, will be, you know, really quite affected by the ramifications of what happens mm-hmm. to Priya and Nadez. Um, maybe I guess now we can talk a little bit about the campaign and what what that's looked like so far. Yeah. So, well, maybe I'll start by mentioning that today at one p.m. Uh, across. Uh, across Australia, that's 1 p.m. Is it Australian Eastern Standard Time? I'm yes, not, I'm... I believe that is the acronym. <laughs> um, so it's at 1 p.m. Uh, in Brisbane, Biloela, Sydney, Melbourne, 12:30 Adelaide, Darwin, and 11 a.m. in Perth. Uh, so it's coordinated across the country. Um, so yeah, there's a, there's a there's a call for everyone to get get out there uh, today. Uh, you know, people power is is the thing that's that's um, you know keeping these people in Australia, um, and you know over the next over the next couple of days is crucial because the, the judge at the moment has 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 on Friday as as you said uh, that was a press conference where Aaron was speaking. Uh, he had, uh, the judge just after that uh, just before that conference had granted an injunction until four p.m. on Wednesday. Preventing the removal of Theronica, um, you know. So there's this, there's a, there's a, there's a small space of a couple of days where uh, you know maybe we can uh, we could do something. And you know, this last night, uh, I believe, or this morning, Barnaby Joyce came out and said, "Oh, we should listen to the the people of Bulawila." Alan Jones has repeated his previous comments and support super strongly in support of the the uh, family. Anthony Albanese um, has come out uh, in support of the family, uh, so, so there, there seems to be some shift, uh, shift in mood, uh, and and potentially, the, the, you know, this case uh, could be something uh, that could be won. 
if if we, if we can mobilize enough people. Yeah, look, I I agree. It's um uh I think I think what's really uh what this case has demonstrated to a lot of people who perhaps weren't quite aware about how removals happened or, or what happened with removals have been unutterably shocked at um, the, really the depths that the department will go to to um, make it as difficult as possible for people to exercise their right to, to seek and claim asylum here. So as we said earlier, um, on Thursday night, uh, they, the, the family were forcibly removed from Mitre Detention Centre, forcibly put on a, a plane, an, an uncharted, oh, sorry, a privately chartered plane um, at huge cost, I may add, to, to the public purse um, and were then taken to Darwin. There have been um, uh, allegations that the injunction for them to, uh, to not be um, moved was actually received prior to the plane um, taking off. We can't, you know, obviously can't confirm or know that for sure, and it's um it's unlikely that the department will ever give a, a clear answer on whether or not that is that was the case. Um, but we do know that once they arrived in in Darwin, that that wasn't their final stop. Um, and I think um, I think what's what has really uh, angered a lot of people even more than they were angry before because people were certainly very angry before is the fact that after they were were forced to Darwin in, in a really horrific move they were then further forced to Christmas Island and again um, there have been uh, comments to the effect that it really seems like Christmas Island was basically reopened entirely just for this family. Yeah, at the there was another press conference yesterday, and Karina Ford, who's uh, acting as the family's lawyers, uh, said she believed, as far as she knew, that they're the only refugees uh, on the island. So, yeah, yeah. So make of that yeah. what you will. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, and look, there have been um, really wonderful. Uh, grassroots uh, campaigns and campaigning going on for a long time for this family. They they are so beloved in the community. Um, so there have been um, numerous, you know, rallies and vigils and, uh, you know, any any and all types of, of, of activism to, to get, get these guys um, back to Biloela and staying in the community. And as you said, look, it's... Um, We've we've got a few days now. We've got a few days, and we know that the immigration department and the Department of Home Affairs will use those three days to organise from their end. And so we really need to match that to organise from our end. Um, what what do you think the campaign could or or should do? Big question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so getting out, getting people out today that that's a priority. Um, and then I, I, I guess, you know, the, the pre, pu- putting the pressure on, uh, you know, people, obviously Barnaby Joyce, et cetera, are feeling the pressure, uh, to come out and make these statements. Um, they think that, you know, it's in their, in their interests, presumably to, to come out and, you know, that the, op- the Australian popu- the Australian, uh, population is finally saying, you know, enough is enough. Um, you know, so if we, if we can if we can mobilize mobilize that, um, 
for the last week or so, there there have been a group of people who have been coming to going out to David Coleman's office in Sydney. Um, local constituents have been turned away, but they've refused to to go. So they've you know they've held a vigil outside. Um, I guess the, these these kinds of things are potentially um, demanding that you know that other other uh, MPs come out publicly. Uh, you know, perhaps, you know, the unions, I saw the ACTU came out with a statement, but they could go, they could go further and call on, you know, the, the union members not to participate in these, uh, in these de- deportation actions. There are calls on, on sky traders, the pilots, uh, etc. cetera. Um, yeah, I look, yeah, look, ab- absolutely, absolutely. Um, Amesh and I were having a bit of a chat prior to uh, this interview starting and, um, yeah, look, we we were sort of thinking, well, you know, now is, now is not a time to stop organising. Um, there are lots of things that people can do um, and it doesn't just have to be phoning your, you know, your local member or, or phoning Sky Traders, but certainly please do all of those things. Um, it, it can be, as you said, you know, going to MPs' offices and refusing to leave. It can be going into going into a Sky Traders' office yeah. and refusing to leave till you get some answers about how they plan on, on proceeding. You can be in contact with the Tamil Refugee Council if you have an idea for an action, if you've got a group of people that you would like to organise, get in contact with the Tamil Refugee Council. Um, We can, and I absolutely agree on the point of the unions, that unions, uh, ACTU came out with a statement calling on uh, the department not to deport this family. But actually I think what would be really useful is if, they also came out with a statement and said, if you are an airline worker, if you do not want to participate in forcibly deporting people against their will, we will back you on that. I really want to hear unionists coming out and saying that because Priya and Nades, they're not millionaires. This government doesn't deport millionaires. It deports workers. We're all, we're all in this together. Yeah. I mean, the, the the more the more number of people who are who are committed or ready, you know, ready to to make some personal sacrifice, um, you know, if we can get a critical mass of people who are committed to this cause, um, it will be difficult for the government to ignore it. I agree. Well, look, that just about brings us uh, to the end of uh, the interview. Thanks so much to Umesh for joining us, and we also heard from Aaron Mylvaganam earlier on today. Uh, please do get along to the rallies for Priya and Nades in your city. And if you're not in a big city and you're listening to this, you might be surprised. Uh, there are a lot of regional um, and rural areas that are mobilising today too. To take us out, we have Tamil artist MIA with Borders. Freedom, item, meet him, where's your freedom? This one needs a brand new weed and weed and the key, weed and the key them to life. Let's beat them, weed them smartphones, don't beat them. Boy